Well, well, we are live once again. It's the weekend for all of us around the globe, wherever you might be sitting, eating, standing or partying. And I have my greeting always, which is good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are on this globe, on our planet. I'm Henry Weinreich, your host, and you've landed on Henry and Friends Live Worldwide. We are a global lifestyle news entertainment show, and we're all about initiating, invigorating, and stimulating conversation that's positive and upbeat. Um, and boy, do we have a special guest waiting in the green loop, live and alive from Boston, which is amazing, Nina Mandelson, which you will be meeting very shortly. Um, the topic this weekend is a really interesting one, and that is how to end the diet cycle with Nina Melson, the body peace coach. And if you're not sure about a body, what a body peace coach does, either was I. So together, we're going to put ourselves in Nina's shoes and go down the path and understand not just the responsibility we have to our own body, but how that impacts on the entire world. Right here and right now, we are exactly 1.30 p.m. on the Pacific side of the world in America, that makes it 4.31 on the east coast of America, which is 9.31 p.m. on a Saturday night in London. The sun is rising on a Sunday morning in Tokyo, which is 6.30 a.m., and that makes it exactly 8.30 a.m. here in Sydney, Australia, on a rather cloudy but yet sunny disposition, Henry, as we commence our show. Now, by the way, we have a most exciting um, piece of news coming out midway, not just about how about our next guest, but also something that I think is going to excite all of you. Now, before I introduce Nina Mandelson from Boston, the body peace coach, talking about diet and self-love and what it's like being a coach, I think it's more than appropriate as you pulled up a sofa, let's do our traditional countdown. Welcome to Henry and Friends Live, right around the globe. <music> I love that end. Da, 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 da. Um, I have had every week, it's really fantastic because I really enjoy preparing our show and no more or less than this show coming up because you get a sense about the guests that we have. And the beautiful thing about Nina Mandelson from all the things I've read and we've spent quite a bit of time behind the scenes talking with each other is there is a serenity, there is a sophistication, there is a refinement and you cannot fake body peace. You cannot fake what it means to be at peace with yourself. The other thing, and I'll be asking some hard questions for Nick to Nina, what it actually means to be a body peace coach, how she became a body peace coach, and is it not a little bit self-indulgent to talk about, you know, self-love and self-appreciation? What about everybody around the world, those people that don't have food? Um, I think we're going to be having some fun this morning, this afternoon and evening. And I'm just going to give you a little slice so you can get a vibe about what Nina Mandelson is all about. Let's have a look.
just wow. Without any more further drum rolls, I'd love to introduce to you all the body peace coach herself, Nina Mendelson, direct from Boston, Massachusetts. Good evening. <laughs> hello, hello, Henry. What a delight to be with you. Well, I have to tell you, we really have had a lot of fun and we, I've done a lot of research on you and I've got to be honest with you. First of all, welcome. Can you tell us, um, Nina, I'm going to be really honest because, you know, it's best to be transparent, right? Absolutely. Can you, tell me, can you tell me exactly what actually is a body peace coach? How did you get to become a body peace coach? If you can tell us a little bit about the, you know, the professional acumen that you have, the yeah. foundations yeah. of assisting people. Please. So what I can say is I became a body peace coach because I was an expert at body hate. That's how it started, right? I was so good at looking in the mirror and giving myself a hard time. I was an expert at criticizing every bit of my body. Oh, my tummy. Oh, my thighs. And when I was growing up, thigh gap didn't exist. Thank goodness. So there was a constant refrain of self-criticism. And I was in a pursuit personally of how do I feel at home in my own skin? And there's a French saying, I grew up in Montreal, there's a French saying, je me sens bien dans ma peau. It means I feel good in my own skin. I had no clue what that meant. I was like, I don't even understand what you're saying. So the personal road also became a professional road. So I became a body worker. I had my hands on women doing massage therapy and found, wow, a lot more than muscle and bones and biology in there. We have the story of our body in here. And from there became a therapist and combined those two body centered psychotherapy, right? To connect those emotions. And then from there, I was still struggling with food and body. So I went back to school for nutrition and brought that together and became a body peace coach, coach because of all those things. I need to ask you because it's interesting because look, I'm going to be honest with you because you put, you pull it out of me, Nina. You know, you get on Facebook, you get on LinkedIn, you get on people's talking and webinars and they're all coaches, they're all gurus and they all profess to have the answer. My question to you is, did you have, not that we've all got the answers, but my question to you is, did you actually have body issues? Did you have food issues yourself? Did you eat too much? Were you considered what would be considered um, not within your fat body ratio? Tell me a little bit about your personal journey, please. Right. So my personal journey was one of what I would call compulsive overeating. I used food to deal with any emotion, happy, eating, sad, eating, right? Constantly using food to navigate my emotional world, nervous system activation. And then because of that, perpetually criticizing and then going on the next diet and the next diet and the next diet and the next diet, always looking for the solution. And what stopped, I mean, what was, you know, it's interesting. You know how sometimes people say, okay, I'm leaving, I'm moving cities, I'm moving countries. I'm going to be doing all these things and they do it. Was there a moment that you woke up one morning and said, you know what, Nina, this can't go on? What was, was there a cracking point or was it a build up? It's a slow build. And often, and I hear this from my clients too, they say, oh my gosh, I'm so bored of my own self-criticism. I'm so tired of being in this constant conversation of feeling bad about myself. And that's what happened for me. I was like, really? 
is this going to be how it is till the end of time, me feeling bad in my own body? So the shift to body peace from body hate, from managing our body to body peace, to body love, to a sense of ease and comfort in our own skin is a slow burn. It's a process. And our culture says it's not. Our culture says oh, yeah, seven yeah. pounds in seven days. That's right. But can I ask you, because, you know, it's like, I, look, it goes back years now, and I'm sorry to refer to something that goes back years, but, you know, there was this famous um, Monty Python skit, right? And it was like this guy that was like eating and eating and eating, which in itself now would not be a scene one would even expect because they were making fun of somebody eating, eating too much. And then the waiter goes up to the man and he goes, here, have one more thin wafer. And then it just, there was an explosion. Did you have, I know there was a build-up, and I understand that you had boredom with your own record that was going on in your own mind. But can I ask you, point blank, was there that one thin wafer moment for you? Was there one chocolate cookie too much? Was it one pint of ice cream too much? Was there not a point? You know, the point really was when I had kids and I said, I don't want to repeat this pattern. I don't want to then pass on disordered eating. I don't want to raise kids who are concerned about what they look like or self-conscious or feel like they're always criticizing. And for me, that was a turning point. I need to change because the next generation needs to grow up feeling good, feeling at home, feeling truly at peace and connected to their own body wisdom. So talking about that and pausing it, so we've talked about your journey to becoming a, a, a body peace coach. Yes. And I've noticed, by the way, you trademark a lot of your terms, and I love that because what that means is you really are the original source. Mm -hmm. So all of those people watching today, I want to really emphasize and compliment you and respect you mm -hmm. very much so. Um, and we were networked through Jackie Zook in Boston, your hometown there now, that you trademark things. So to trademark, that means that you've really been the original concept. So going from the body peace coach, I have another question and it's a bit hard hitting, but you know, you are in the hot seat at the moment, Nina. We're yeah. sizzling, we're cooking up a meal here. Um, how does our own responsibility to our body, stopping the noise, is it not really self-indulgent, first world, or is it also something that expands, you know, literally to our responsibility to sustainability? Do you yeah. have a sustainability element to your program? When we are being considerate of ourselves, when we are caring for ourselves, when we are kind to ourselves, we radiate that, right? Let me give you a, an example that may seem superficial, but it really speaks to this point. Often when women are incredibly critical to themselves, they do this scan up and down. Let me check you out. And it's a judgmental eye. And if we don't have that for ourselves. We don't put that out to the world. We don't judge. In fact, we're more empathetic to everybody else in the world. We understand what other people are going through because we understand our own suffering, our own journey. Can I also ask you, because I, you know, I've done a little bit of reading about it, for all of those joining us, thank you so much. On my right of the screen, probably your left of the screen, is Nina Mendelson, a body peace coach direct from Boston, Massachusetts. Try saying that in your sleep and fast. Um, and she's an, an expert about self-awareness 
and stopping the diet cycle. And why we chose today's topic was because it's so interesting. There's that diet cycle, you know, the self-love, you talk to coaches, then you, you know, you eat a great deal before the end of the year. And all of a sudden it's like, I've got to exercise, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. But in my reading, and you shared this with me as well, we can actually regenerate enough food. I think this came from the United Nations World Health Organization. We have enough food produced in this world to feed everybody. So how does looking after our own body help somebody that hasn't got food? Is it like a concept of food conservation so there can be enough food to go around? What's your take on it? I don't think it's about food conservation. I think it's truly about caring. When we care about our own body, we have that empathy. We care about other people. We start to support other people, other communities. And also yeah. when we start caring with about ourselves with food, we start to wonder, where is my food from? Who yes. grew it? Where did yeah. it come from? Yes. And so then we start to look at, wait, I have access to food, but there are places where there are food deserts. People don't have access to food. How can we get them food? Yes. How can we bring fresh food to communities where there is none? You know what? I just had an epiphany right now. And that's what I love about our show. It's like we join in together and we share knowledge. And it's the truth that my father and mother, you know, Holocaust survivors. I'm currently writing this extraordinary memoir, The Stories I Told My Son, the biggest memoir in the world. And my parents always say to me, you know what? In life, you've got to actually put them that, you know, when a plane loses altitude, that oxygen mask has to go on you first for you to be able to be alive and cognizant to be able to actually help others. And that's that's actually um, what we're talking about. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a break, and I want you to watch this because um, this is our, actually our last show for Season 1 on Henry and Friends Live, and I've got some very exciting news to share with you and everybody. But the last show of this year is the person that actually also introduced and networked us, and that is the gorgeous, dynamic Jackie Zook. Next, last week, last show coming up, um, uh, Nina, is going to be Baby, Bathwater and Business, <laughs> coming from Jackie Zork, who's actually voted by Yahoo Business and Finance as one of the social media experts to watch for 2021. She's two weeks postpartum, and we are going to be the first exclusive show that she's agreed to talk to. So we're just going to do a little bit of a snip because this is true Jackie Zook. Here she goes. Man, I'm feeling good. G double O D. If you got negative energy, don't be around me. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Okay. So with us on Henry and Friends Live. And I'm going to put you in the green room for a moment because I'm going to share with you, Nina, and all our audience around the globe, something very interesting coming up with Henry and Friends. When we come back for part two of your show, we're going to talk about specifics, about um, how this cycle happens, how to acknowledge it, how to recognize it, and how to break it. Because as you say, there's no quick fixes. But when in a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week world, I've got some news for you. Please stand by. Yes, 
just like CNN, we decided um, that we're going 24-7. So after December the 20th, which is December the 19th, on the other side of the world, we are going to be on a 24-7 live feed, just like CNN, uh, which means this show will be rotated. So all your friends, your clients, and those people that want to know more about you, you're going to be on our live stream 24 hours a day, Nina. <laughs> what can we say, huh? You're lost for words. Fabulous. <laughs> it's really, really fun. Um, again, for all of those people that are joining us, Nina Manelson, she is from direct from the gorgeous city of Boston in Massachusetts. If you haven't visited that city, let me tell you, take a United Airlines Dreamliner and get over there because it's, it's amazing. Um, I want to dig deep a little bit. And I want to ask you, first of all, um, how do we identify the diet cycle? You know, how do we do the diet cycle? How do we then identify self-love? And what's your responsibility as a coach, if you could tell us a little bit? Yeah. So the diet cycle is very familiar for those of us who have been on it. It starts with, I feel bad with my body. I feel bad about my body. I feel bad about what I'm eating. I want to change. Great. I want to change. Here's the plan. I have a new plan. I'm so excited. This plan is going great. Oh my gosh. I lost weight. I feel fantastic. Let me take selfies. And then, but this is so restrictive. I can't stay there. And then, oh my gosh, I feel like I failed. I feel like I failed. I can't believe I did it again. I feel so bad about myself. I'm so ashamed. I'm just giving myself the worst time ever. And now, oh my goodness, let me look for the next solution. Great, here's the next diet and around we go. And the reality is the statistics are 95% of people who go on diets yes. gain their weight back, if not more, in two to five years. The most common outcome of diets mm -hmm. is disordered eating and weight gain. Can I ask you something else? Besides our own, you know, you yourself went on the journey of saying, I, you know, you've got to have something bigger than yourself. I can't do this, not for me as much as also for me and my children, my family. But at the same time, are we fully responsible? I mean, there's no victimization or victims here. Or can we point at other outward, you know, like the media or, you know, what else is that going on in yes, our world? Yes, forever. The, our culture, our diet culture, it's a $72 billion industry. $72 billion are, of marketing is, are, is coming at us saying your body's wrong and you better fix it. And that message directly interrupts an authentic relationship that we're trying to have with our own body. We're trying to listen. And our culture is saying, oh, no, you should eat this. Don't eat that. Oh, everybody should fast. Everybody should. There is bio-individuality. We all have different bodies. We all have different needs. And the diet culture gets right in there and interrupts. The diet culture. Now, interestingly enough, because when we first met um, um, on our week or two of getting to know each other before we had this interview, I was stunned, amazed, and delighted that you actually write poetry. Mm -hmm. So um, I think you might have a little poem there that you want to read to us. And I think you're so soothing, and I do call you refined and sophisticated. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, here's my take on Nina Mendelssohn. She's a, a, a professional of many, many fiddles. So please take it away with your poem um, about the media. Yeah, absolutely. It's called, shh, you're interrupting. Your ad touting the latest, greatest diet 
is interrupting the conversation I'm trying to have with my body. Your expectation of me being thin and staying young makes it so hard for me to listen to my whispers. Your judgment about my thighs touching and my hips widening gets in the way of me feeling the joy of living in a fleshy home. You keep disrupting, disturbing, and disconnecting me from me. You're intruding on my most intimate relationship. Shh, stop interrupting. I'm trying to consult with my wisest teacher, and you're being too loud. Wow, that's sounding applause. You know, what comes to my mind is there's so many ways to communicate. And the one thing I've noticed about your coaching, you know, when it comes to diet and self-love, is the fact that as a coach, as a body piece coach, you're gentle, you have a serenity. And I think when you've got that food cycle, that diet cycle, you're yo-yoing not just in how you look, but your emotions, which is incredible. So my question to you is, who should we, what's our number one relationship? Should it be to our partner? Should it be to the pet um, lorikeys that come in wild and eat my food? Should it be to our parents? What's the number one relationship we should be having? So the most, the most important relationship we have is the relationship with our body. We are born into this body. We will die in this body. It is the longest relationship. And this relationship impacts every other relationship in our life. If you think about it, when you feel good, right? When you're feeling like all that about yourself, you are more connected to the pe people in your life. You're more engaged you're more giving and when we feel shut down or shame we get closed down you get so then my next question has to be and you know it's it, there's a lot of philosophy which obviously is a mindset it's a mindset how we look at food but my question to you is you've got to start somewhere so say you have years and years of food abuse because it's yeah. a drug right um my question is how do you get past that really, really critical beginning where you stop that self-sabotage? Because what happens is you're not supposed to go on a diet. You don't recommend counting calories. You don't weigh yourself. You eat well. When does that gorging, you know, that, that insatiable eating stop? And how do you start trusting in yourself that you're not going to binge eat and that you are going to start walking out? How long do you have to feel bad in your clothes before you start feeling good? It's such a tender question, right? Because it really speaks to the pain that we feel when we're struggling with our body. And it is a process. It's a body peace path. But the most powerful and most important thing to do is to start going, you know, I want this relationship. I want this actual relationship. I don't want to be in a fix-it management model right? That's the diet cycle that we talked about. So to shift out of body management, to shift into body relationship, and in that body relationship to choose to have a positive relationship. It's not a flick of a switch, right? Oh my God, you know what? I just realized something amazing, and I, I just want to bring this up. The epiphanies are flying all over the, the globe from Boston to around the world, and that is what you're also saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is you've got to choose which relationship you're going to have. Are you going to have a relationship with sugar or are you going to have a relationship with yourself? My God. 
<laughs> I've just been blown out of my... <laughs> Is that correct? I do think it's really choosing a relationship with your authentic self and trust, starting to trust your body again. This is a relationship that's been broken, right? I often say when people go like, what the heck is a body piece coach? I'm like, well, actually what I am is a, like a marriage counselor, except with instead yes. of with a person with, and their mate, I'm a woman and their body. And we're working this relationship out because this relationship as we talked about, was interrupted by media, was interrupted by a fitness coach, a dance teacher, all the reason, all the ways that we were really um, disengaged from ourselves. Absolutely, I, I think the I think the interesting thing is, um, and you're a bit close to the uh, the camera, I think, because you, know, you got something just shifted. You know what it is. I tell you what, it shifted. Our energy has shifted you. So <laughs> I'm like suddenly really large. I'm telling you, but you know what's so interesting? You know, and my parents have said that you know there's so much wisdom. My mother's written a book, um, the right uh, the right time to speak, and my father. You know, the wisdoms from that generation, and they both say to me often, "You cannot dance at two weddings." So, in other words, you either have a relationship with your food, or you have a relationship with what you want for yourself. We have got exactly five minutes to go. And I want to ask you something. Um, how do you operate? Are you all, is it all online? Um, do you have an outreach international? How, does, how do we get hold of you, Nina, to discuss our body peace coaching um, yeah. renaissance? Yeah. So I am uh, all online. I teach programs. I work with people individually. I have a powerful program called Body Peace Seekers for when people want to start this journey back to the relationship with their body. Um, and I have a free Facebook group, Nourished Woman Nation. Uh, I have Body Peace Keepers. There's many ways to step onto this path. The most, the easiest way to reach out to me is ninamanelson.com. So can I ask you this question? Do you have um, two options, which is one is group and one is one-on-one? -on -one? Do you offer that? Yes, I do group and one-on-one, -on -one, but I also have a group that includes one-on-one -on -one because my experience is working ah. in community is yes. so powerful for us to disengage from the just constant, our own internal voice. A hundred percent. And the internal voice is telling me that you're a person of much professional acumen, a person that's kind, because you also mm -hmm. said you have to be kind to yourself first. And that, by the way, exudes in how you talk and how you present yourself. It's, mm -hmm. it, I said this in the beginning, this is going to be a beautiful interview. However, we, we really must knock that naughty old clock that's telling us we've got three minutes to go. So I'm going to put you to the side for a moment not to the side of the green room. And I'm going to ask you to come back with your Nina Mandelson, the body peace coach, words of wisdom. The one thing you would like to leave us today on this topic, as I just put you in the back room, to give you a few minutes, seconds to think about your number one wise words that you could leave us with. Um, ladies and gentlemen, as I said, this is going to be an extraordinary, extraordinary interview. I think that the beautiful thing is it's um, somebody that really is professional and invigorating that can explain to us why and what it is that unless we stop that diet cycle and start having self-love 
it's the coaching out it's the coach of self-love and coaching that we have to do for ourselves to be cognizant of it i'm going to bring um at exactly two minutes before the hour right around the world nina yes i know it's a, i know i put you on the seat the spot but can i ask you what can you leave us with today that will really stay with us in our soul and our spirit please yeah the most important relationship is the relationship with your own body your body has incredible wisdom. She or he or they are the most powerful teacher we have. So when everybody else, the media, all, everybody else is saying this is how you should be or what you should do, it's time to learn and listen from our own body. So it comes back to you know what works for you, you know what doesn't work for you. Your relationship with your body is the most important relationship you're going to ever have in your life. It's something to take away. And that you don't have to do this process alone. We've been because we're so smart and so capable and there's a million diet books. There's a sense of like, oh, I should know how to do this. Support is very powerful and we deserve to have body peace. In 60, actually 30 seconds, I've got one question from Newcastle on the coast. Uh, one of our avid uh, watchers and listeners, Donna Harris, saying type 2 diabetes is a global health epidemic. How did we get here and how to solve it, given the way that we live now? Mm -hmm. That's a big question. Um, we might want to respond to that in the comment, but just how did we get there? It's the media, isn't it? The media that's been pumping us. Well, we've it's access to food. It's the media. It's big business getting in the middle of food, our food supply. It's the, the dominant culture of go, 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 and there's no time to cook a meal. Yeah, and that's why I really, I do for, for my own take and possibly for all, a lot of us watching from around the world, I think the interesting thing is, to me, there is a connection. Everyone gets a message from you, and to me, there is a connection. I know myself, if I'm eating less, not because I'm punishing myself, but because I'm having a relationship with my soul and my body, that obviously is less consumerism of food on this side of the world. And perhaps, as you said, there will be a, more, a bigger kindness to our outreach for other people in the world to kind of make sure that they are fed. Nina Mendelssohn, I knew this was going to be a phenomenal interview. Have a beautiful, have a beautiful evening. Standing applause, you're, you're gorgeous mm. on the Thank inside and out. Thank you so much, Henry. Fantastic. And by the way, you're going to be on 24-7 starting December 20. Thank you. Have a good, beautiful night in Boston, Massachusetts. Talking of which, Boston, Massachusetts, we have the enigmatic, vivacious, gorgeous Jackie Zook, who's going to be uh, coming on next week, which will be our last show for, uh, for season one, 2021. But as I shared with you earlier on the show, we have got some really exciting news coming up but from December 20, we are going live stream on YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Wherever you might be on this planet and in this globe, as Casey Kasem, the famous DJ, used to say, may you keep your feet on your ground and reach for the stars. We'll see you next weekend. Have a great, greatest, great week. And I'll just play you the intro to our 24-7 live CNN-style network coming up.